Hey tribe, it's Nixie Marie. You're listening to New Earth, a podcast where each week we explore the relationship between spirituality and sustainability and how these topics play an important role in the evolution of humankind. Together, we aim to remember our connection with Mother Nature to heal ourselves and save our planet. Hello, Earthlings. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful day and uh, ready to be delivered up some magic from our show today. As I mentioned last week, we have a guest episode today. We have MJ Colinane, and she really brought me back personally to my witchy ways. And it was really, really a nice topic. We're kind of changing gears from the spiritual ecology in a way. I think it's all connected, as you guys probably see now. Um, but we are going to be diving into a different conversation around how we can connect with the medicine of the crows and connecting to the spirits of the earth. And I just really loved this episode. It felt really raw. It felt really vulnerable. It felt real. It was just a conversation really between me and MJ and watching her literally communicate with the crows as we were recording was so amazing. And this woman, I, I told her many times, I said, you're the crow lady in all the best ways. And there was some synchronicities in recording the episode and just telling her, you know, I have a tattoo of a crow on my leg and it was something that was never intentional. I never thought I was going to have a crow tattoo. Um, but when I was younger, I had gotten another tattoo on my backside and uh, the tattoo artist was looking for somebody to put this piece on because he's very fascinated by ravens and crows and how they're the smartest bird. And he was looking for someone uh, to be his lucky candidate to add it to his uh, portfolio. And so it didn't come and dawn on me till later in life that the crow is the witch's bird and how much I actually connect to the crow. So I feel like it was in a way a little piece, a little breadcrumb to me finding myself. And um, so just being with the energy of the crows was really powerful and really potent today. So I'm, I'm really excited for you guys to hear about MJ and everything that she has to share with us today. And of course, before we get into the interview, I do want to, I have actually a very special announcement. Um, we're doing a gathering for our earthlings and everybody here on the podcast or anybody that's, um, you know, a follower of the show. Um, we're going to be doing a gathering. I'm really excited to be bringing you all together. It's been a while since I've seen some of your faces and I'm feeling called. So mark your calendars. Thursday, the 24th of June, we are going to be gathering, which is actually next week. So I had mentioned this a couple of episodes back um, that we were going to be doing this. So hopefully this isn't too short of notice, but I do want to keep it very intimate and connect with some of you guys and your faces and see them. So we're doing it next week, Thursday at seven. Let me see here. We've got 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, and then we have 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So please mark your calendars. If you're interested in joining us, uh, head on over to 
newearth.org and you can sign up there. If you are already a part of the Patreon uh, members over in the 1111 um, offerings, you will already immediately get access to that. So um, this is a this is a gathering that we're coming together to honor this change in season where uh, the summer solstice is occurring and we are going to be honing in the energy of the solstice. So bring your magic. We're gathering it up. We're going to bring in this beautiful, beautiful, potent time where we get to bring in the light. And I couldn't be more excited. I love the summer solstice. It's such a special time. Um, and that's the summer solstice is actually on the 21st. So we're still going to be in the energy of the solstice and we're going to be doing some solstice rituals for you to really embody this next season and, and really get clear on what this summer means for you. I feel like a lot of us are going to be coming out of a cave in a way. Um, this is like the summer that we wanted to have maybe last year, or we're coming out, you know, from a total different, in a total different place from a cocoon. And we want to really be clear on how we get to spend this summer season, what we're going to cultivate and how we're going to lead from within. So head on over again to newearth.org for you to sign up. The sign up link is there. Or if you want to just send me a DM over on New Earth Podcast and we'll send you the link right on there. Um, of course, the link will be in the show notes as well. But and you guys know where to find us. So uh, don't hesitate to reach out if you can't. And I can't wait to see you guys. I'm so excited. Summer solstice, everyone. It's here. Um, and I'll be spending it in Mexico, which is a total different place. Half of it in Mexico, half of it in LA. We're going to go back to LA in September and um, just kind of work on some clarity projects. And then we're going to come back to Mexico, Mexico next sailing season in November. So um, that's my little update for you all. But we're not going to babble on too much more here. I do have a card pull and this card is so relevant to everything I've been kind of experiencing these last few weeks as we are now in a home for temporarily and not on the water and basically on land. My dreams have been on another level. I don't know if you guys are feeling it, but there has some, there's just something in the air. I have been dreaming about like such vivid dreams of everyone in my past, like every single person from my childhood and up, all these people are coming to visit me in my dreams. And some of them are intense and some of them are really beautiful. And I wake up every morning. Some of them have been a little like abrupt. So I've been waking up kind of feeling that, you know, that weird dream, like a fog that kind of sits with you. And so we have the dream card, of course, here from the Moon Deck, which you all know the Moon Deck is one of our sponsors. So if you'd like to work with this deck, it's so beautiful. You can get your own at themoondeck.com. You'll get 10% off using code Mother Earth. Um, and this is the this is the card dreams. And it says my dreams reveal the magic is that is possible and anything else that is possible in the world. So I love this because dream, you know, dream can mean a lot of different things. We can look at our dreams when we actually go to sleep and get in that deep REM cycle as a way that, as, as something that gives us an indication on what's going on in our subconscious mind. And we can look at dream as in, what am I dreaming up today? What is my dreams? How am I fulfilling my dreams? How can I bring forth the dreams that I intend to create? And 
lately I've been feeling like my life is a dream in some way. You know, we've been, we took this big leap of faith and jumped into this dream life and it feels, uh, it feels that way. It feels like, well, what is real when you're living your dream? You know, your dream becomes a dream within a dream because you're living your dream. And so what this card is really coming up for us right now is to be reminded that the night often reveals these insights that rest in our subconscious, like I mentioned, so that they can really inform us where our day-to-day day state dream is, where our mindset is it is in, and where the boundless possibilities are. So our dreams often need inspiration to flourish and really can help us better understand our path and awaken our connection to our great vision. So if your dreams are really, you know, like myself, I'm going through these really intense dreams. I'm asking, you know, what is this? What is this meaning? You know, what am I dreaming up from my past? And from my first initial interpretation is that I'm really going through uh, letting go of these past things, these and really by letting go, I mean not holding on to because it's so easy for us to say, you know, I've moved on, I'm letting go of the past, but it takes a little bit de- of deeper depth and work for us to really say, I'm no longer actually holding, holding the past or my past self. It's it's as if we're, you know, really quantum leaping into this reality that we are the embodiment of our divine self. So with this reminder that through this card, your dreams are really, you know, asking you to bring them to life with continuous support and and sincere belief. So consider yourself, you know, a midwife for your dreams. Welcome motivation, imagination, commitment, and a playful spirit, and set a clear intention for your present path. Nurture its growth and then let it go. As we all know, it really takes bravery and courage to build and fully realize your dreams. We all have so many dreams, you know, and I feel often when one dream is almost fulfilled, then you're like thinking of another dream and you want to go off to the next thing. So just remember to infuse your dreams and your intentions with conscious love and dedicated action to build your dreams, build your team around you that's going to support you, your your family, your community, and have gratitude for the inspired force beneath it. And a little action step for you guys is if you are feeling called to really work within your dream state and see what is coming up for you, get a dream journal, get it by, put it by your bed. Sometimes my dream journal consists of me like stumbling out into the living room and getting my phone and just writing down whatever I have. Cause sometimes writing pen to paper when I'm half asleep is not easy. So get a dream journal. If you really want to start looking at how you can interpret your dream, your dreams and what are, what's really showing up consistently in your dreams that you want to give light to or see the medicine, what it's teaching you, what's in your subconscious if you're really working through. So let that card just be a reminder. And if you're feeling your dreams on a really intense level, I'd love to also hear from you. Send me a DM over on New Earth Podcast. Share with me these dreams that you're having and maybe we can decode them together. Um, So again, I love that card. It's super relevant for everything that's been going on within my world. And I hope that resonates for you. All right, let's welcome this incredible woman, MJ Cullinane. 
to the show. She is an award-winning Seattle-based artist, tarot reader, writer, mother, and lover of all things magical, especially crows. She attended Parsons School of Design, yet her unique technique for telling stories through digital collage is self-taught and has been her passion for over 10 years. The Crow Tarot, MJ's first published deck, has achieved a significant following and recognition with crow lovers and the tarot community, including winning the 2019 Carta Award for Best Tarot Deck and Best Illustrator of a Tarot Deck. And with MJ's new Roar deck, consisting of 54 thoughtfully illustrated cards featuring a diverse selection of iconic pioneering women, MJ dialed into the essence of each woman through meditation and spiritual connection and infused each card with that energy. As she was working on the cards, she would ask for the women's spirit to come forward to her and these women would come in to her dream to her in a dream. Oh, look, there's a dream. Synchronicity again in a dream or a persistent vision in her head. When MJ is not making art or writing, she is spending time with her daughter, playing in nature, practicing magic and finding new sources of inspiration. So let's meet our fellow guest today. MJ, welcome to the show. Hello, everyone and Earthlings. Welcome back to New Earth Podcast. I am sitting next to a lovely lady. We just had a really fun conversation about crows. And then, but lo and behold, we had a crow come visit us. She is, I want to just call you the crow lady. <laughs> but, oh <my> God. <laughs> the crazy crow lady. Oh my God, I love it. But I'm so connected to crows too. So as we learned, this is MJ uh, Cullinan. I hope I said that right. Cullinane. Yeah, okay. okay, there we go. I'm Jay Cullinane. She's on the podcast with us today. And uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with MJ, she is an incredible uh, artist and an award-winning Seattle-based artist. So let's just put that in there. She's also a tarot card reader, writer, mother, and lover of all things magical, especially crows. She uh, recently has created many tarot decks from the Crow Tarot, MJ's first published deck, and she's achieved a significant following and recognition with crow lovers and the tarot community, including winning the 2019 CRTA Award for Best Tarot Deck and Best Illustrator of a Tarot Deck. So welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you and get into this crow medicine that you're bringing to us. I can so feel it. It's so prominent and I love it. I'm looking to see if he's going to come back. I hope he's not going to be disruptive because sometimes they can get really loud. If he gets loud, I'll close the door. I kind of love it in the background. I just had an interview with a woman who had chicks in her house and I was like, let the chicks chirp, you know, it kind of adds to the nature element of, of the podcast. So we'll let him. How can you not love chirping chicks? I mean, like that's, (laughs) it makes your heart feel all warm and fuzzy, you know? Absolutely. So tell us, um, we, we kind of start the show with this question because it I think we kind of highlighted a little bit of it, but how do you connect to the land that you live on? Well, I live in the city. So um it was it's it's beautiful where I live. I live in Seattle and I connect with it by just appreciating all the natural beauty that that pops up or the, I had mentioned the the gardens that my neighbors create. Uh, I'm in a condo, so I'm very limited as far as what I can, what I can contribute to that landscape. Um, I do have flower boxes and nice little outside area, but uh, when I connect, it's, it's really about looking at the nature that 
remains in the city that often can be overlooked because you're just, you know, you're walking to work, but there's that tree there, you know, and that tree has been there for the last 50 years and it's beautiful. And um, like I said, I have neighbors that really just dedicate so much resources or so many resources and so much time to creating these beautiful front yards. I mean, just with amazing flowers and we have flowers all year round here um, because it's a moderate climate, you know, it doesn't really ever get too cold here. And so I don't know, we just, it's always green. It's always lush, even when you're in the city. So it's nice to be able to just take that time when I take my dog for a walk in the morning to just sort of walk and appreciate the flowers, connect with some crows, you know, check in with the hummingbird. And it, I mean, I feel like you can, you can find nature anywhere. When I lived yeah. in New York city, you can, you know, I found nature in New York too. You know, yeah. you just have to open your eyes a little bit more there. Right. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Is there a tarot card that you're like currently really connecting with the most and what is it telling you? Ooh, I feel like the Empress card in general has been coming up in uh, the daily readings for the collective. It's almost like she's mm. stalking us. Um, that and it's a beautiful card. I mean, like literally, like I'll I'll do a reading and like it came up again today, and it's like what? Like and I shuffle and I shuffle and I shuffle. Um, so the Empress to me, you know, uh, we are in spring. It is about new beginnings. It's about feeling that that nurturing sensation within, you know, to, to help something grow, to bring something into this world and, and to take care of it. And I feel like that's, that's where I'm at anyway. I think yeah. right now I have a new deck that I'm working on and I'm kind of like nurturing it, you know, giving it some love, you know, watching it kind of evolve, you know, just like we do with anything. Right. No, I love that. And the Empress yeah. is such a great card and mm -hmm. it really, to me, whenever I have pulled the Empress, what I feel is this, this sovereignty, this, um, this feeling of empowerment, you know, and mm -hmm. it allows me to re be reminded of my power and of my expression. And I think that right now we need more of that. You know, we need to remember who we are and how we can show up. And, um, and she's, she's kind of the fertility of mm -hmm. the cards of, of the, of the, um, the major arcana is correct. She brings like, yeah, so she brings, she creates life, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so yeah. I mean, we're all creators. Um, and it's, it's such a loving motherly energy, you know, and I feel like we could all use a good dose of that, you know, yeah, having that feeling because when you're feeling nurtured, right. When you feel, when you feel as though, um, you've got somebody has your back and they're watching over you you're more apt to take chances or more apt to try things out. You know, when you know, like somebody's going to be there to be like, Hey, it's okay. Let me show you kind of like a mother would, you know, like teaching yeah. a child to bake, you know, it's like, I, I don't know. That's how I kind of get that. That's the energy when I'm making the Empress card that I want people to have that feeling of being in the position of nurturing others, helping others grow, but also being that person who is being nurtured. Yeah. I love that. Great. So tell me how you got into your world as a tarot reader, um, creating tarot decks, you know, where did that all begin for you? It's not often a common, you know, place for us to find us in, especially as a, a professional career. So tell us a little bit about your story. I sort of fell into it and, um, you know, I've always been an artist, like from the very beginning, I've been an artist in 
I've done everything from, you know, trying to make out like make my own business as art. I've been a production artist. Um, art has always been this string and this yarn that sort of has, sort of has connected me through each of my lives. And um, when I quit my my day job, I I started making jewelry, and this was not it, it was not successful. Let's just say, okay. And although I had high hopes for it, I had a, a lot of self confidence in it. I thought it was going to be successful. Um, I quit. So I thought, it, you know, I thought I was going to be successful enough that I quit a very well paying job, being a single mom, um, and then to find that it 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 just tanked. Mm -hmm. And so that opens up a flood floodgate of emotions, right? Absolutely. When you're in this state where you're feeling like you want to be empowered, you want to move forward, you want to do the thing that you love, you get a little taste of that. And then when it's ripped away from you, or when the the universe sort of knocks you down and says, Oh, no, this really wasn't your, your path. Sorry, oops, we made a mistake. Yeah. There's a whole slew of, of emotions that that come up. And I remember a friend of mine gave me um, a tarot deck for my birthday, because I'd always you know, enjoyed going to tarot readings and, and getting my cards read. And she thought, well, this would be a good way for, for me to learn how to do this and perhaps get some insight so that I could get myself out of this colossal funk that I was in. Right. And I didn't know how to read tarot. So I got this beautiful deck and I'm looking at it and it's like, this is not helpful to me because I really need to understand the energy <laughs> and I'm not connecting with the energy. Like it, to me, it might as well be flashcards, right, you know, I'm right. like, I don't really understand. So I wanted to learn how the card, like I wanted to learn what the cards meant and then how to connect with that energy for each card because I was really having a hard time with that. So I thought, well, I'm having, because I was having such a hard time with that deck, I thought, well, maybe it's because I need to make a deck of my own uh, and then I will understand the message that card, ha you know, what that card means. And on top of it, because I made it, it will be more connected to me. Right. And so that's, you know, again, I'm feeling deflated. I have like massive shame spiral going on because yeah. I'm taking care of a six-year-old and we're in dire straits financially. Um, so I go into the shower, which is where it's like my portal to the beyond. And I'm like, <laughs> guys, I need help. Okay. I really need an idea that's going to help me sort all this crap out basically. And with that, the the image of the crow tarot, everything sort of just came into my head. It was like, I saw that hermit card. I saw all the cards. I was like, this is it. This is exactly what I need to create. And that's going to help me learn how to read this deck, you know, help me learn how to read tarot. And then somehow this is going to bring me back. Mm -hmm. This is going to make me feel good again. And so I made the deck and long story short is I sent off um, an image of the hermit to us games, kind of like, Oh, we'll see what happens. Just like, you know, as a fluke, like, you know, when you do something, you're like half expecting it just to become oh, nothing, you know, yeah. like, huh? <laughs> but I think most of us artists consider that to be the truth, right? We're like, this yeah. is going to be like, whatever. And then we're either surprised or taken back by when it gets its success. Right. Right. And then it kind of, shields us from feelings of uh, rejection too. Cause if you're like, Oh, I'm just going to do this and who cares, right. you know, if, if, it, if anybody likes it, great. If not, you know, it's okay. Cause you, right. you've kind of already put up that barrier of, you know, like, I don't know, 
of not caring. But when it came back within like three hours, when they responded and said, we love this deck, we want to wow. publish it. I was like, oh my God, no way. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, and then, so that one, because I thought, well, you know, this is a fluke, you know, and I'm not going to get too comfortable because it's really hard. Like once you really have like a serious rejection, which was what my jewelry business was, was just like a serious rejection. Once you have that experience, it's really hard to trust the next thing that comes along, yeah. even though you get some initial success, right? You're like, right. oh yeah, well, you know, the universe is just going to just rip that rug right out from under me. Yeah. It's like Charlie Brown and Lucy with the football, you know, it's totally like, get it. it's going to be yep. like that. And so, but it, it wasn't, and that's kind of like how I knew when, when it just sort of began to grow organically and with each deck, I got better and better and I became more confident. I knew that this is really what I'm supposed to do. And it's, I get the best of both worlds in that I get to create art, which I love, but then I also get to help people. Mm, and when yeah. I get emails from people who tell me that their, their crow deck or their guardian of the night deck have been like part of their practice and have help them get through some difficult times. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And, you know, yeah. as a mom, as a nurturer, I'm like, that to me is like, oh, I put something out in the world that is helpful. So it's not just beautiful to look at, but it's also helpful. Right. Which is, you can't, you really can't get any better than that. Right. No. It's, and that's how, when you get that feeling, mm -hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. So tell us about your process when you you illustrated the deck and wrote the deck. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. As an artist, yes. of course. Right. So, so your process in creating this deck, I mean, you said, you kind of explained that, you know, I kind of saw these images coming in your mind too, where you saw the, the, the hermit card and you saw these, these different images come forth. What was your process? How long did it take you to really create this deck? And, and Ooh. what was your biggest inspiration? What was your first deck, by the way? Was it the crow deck? The Crow, yeah, the Crow Terror was my very, that was the deck that I made basically just for me to teach myself how to read tarot cards, like to understand the energy. So like, you know, like in a tarot deck, the full card is always going to be the full card, no matter which deck you use, you know, because like the energy is, is, is there. It's the yeah. same energy, same thing with the Empress um, or the Emperor. So um, yeah, that having that um, Crow deck be my first one, it was still sort of like learning learning the energy. So I'm sorry, I, I spaced it because I am a crow. I <laughs> So I was out. just kind of coming back to, you know, what, what was your process? How long did it take you? And what oh. really was, you know, obviously the crow was your I'm, inspiration, but from every yeah. level, how did that all inspire you? So it took me about three months to make the deck. Wow. That's fast. total. Oh no, this, the, for, the one I'm working on right now for Hoxa is taking much longer than that okay. because this one, I, um, I am now so I want I want each card when you hold that card to feel the energy so clearly, so crystal clear, you know, yeah. that it's like you you almost don't need a book, but you will get a book anyway, because I think I'm, I'm writing this little stories that go with each card. But I want you to be able to mm. feel the energy. So anyway, um, yeah, I think, you know, to get there, you have to have lived, I think. Um, 
I think you have have to be able to call or conjure up those those experiences, right? I mean, right. you have to understand what it's like to experience the tower to really make mm. the tower, you know, to have your world crumble around you. Um, and as an artist, I mean, I and I've lived many lives from, you know, growing up in Boston to moving out here and, and traveling around. Um, I feel like I have at one point in my life or another experienced each and every one of the energies within the tarot deck so completely that it's like when i make it i just call i call up that energy yeah and it's like oh remember that time you know mm. i love that remember you when i felt like experience in it mm -hmm. yeah it's very guttural mm. you know especially when i'm making it and i'm layering each card is layered with several different layers and as i'm drawing it's like it's a combination of digital collage and drawing so as i'm drawing um the image it's like i'm concentrating on that emotion so yeah or that energy and a lot of your work is really connected to the earth medicine in some way i've noticed mm -hmm. your your decks along those lines how do you really connect to the spirit of the earth when you're utilizing these decks um you know do you connect is it more connected to the guides do you go out in nature like how do you connect to the earth spirits um well i don't know if it's depends if i'm traveling if i'm on vacation then i'll i'll go outside and use my deck you know within nature and that's kind of like a nice little thing but here in the city um I don't know if it's necessarily that I'm outside or I try to call upon the elements and bring them in, you know, does that make sense? Yes. Like where it's, it's like, like when I'm looking at my cards, I'm like, oh yes, like the, the cherry blossoms are blooming. I can see them out my window. And then you just feel that connection to your surroundings. I mean, um, I like having a house that's full of flowers and plants anyway so i kind of like look at you know my plan so i just sort of just i don't i guess what i'm saying is it's not necessarily a conscious effort it's just part of the process mm -hmm. and it's just like i'm surrounded by beauty and that's i make it a point to have you know fresh flowers in my house all the time yeah you know that kind of thing because i feel like there is an energy there yeah so it feels i, like I feel like, like conjuring con well i feel like you're conjuring the the energy and the consciousness of what it is that you're putting onto the, the piece of of you know the deck or the writing mm -hmm. kind of feels like you embody that in some way yeah i mean i think it's just it's the world and the 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 natural elements that are out there are there for us anyway it's like we i think if you're not how to say this it's like i think there are some people who are just aren't conscious of it right, right. and they wouldn't they wouldn't notice a tree or a flower or whatever but when you are in that state of being part of the bigger picture then it's like it's just like breathing you know like you notice the tree you notice that the you notice when a branch is down you notice when things are different you know you notice when a new bud is forming on a flower you know it's like it's just part of your life yeah it's you know so how you incorporate that Huh? Like aware. It's awareness of everything around us. Yeah. And, and because of that natural awareness, it's like it just is automatically incorporated or folded into my work. Yeah. 
you know, it's like, it's like, I'm not going out there seeking out necessarily mm. as I am going out to appreciate what's there. Mm. Well, and so, even just when we previously started recording and the crow came to you like right off the bat and we're already talking about crows and it seems as if that's, that's what you, you, you are all of it. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people, especially our listeners are always like, they're feeling that really sense of that, that connection that you have, mm -hmm. but also want to know how they can really connect to these or have or, or wake up to that awareness and see things and call in the crows and, you know, just kind of be connected. So for someone that maybe I know it might be hard to put into words because sometimes it's just like a, a beingness and a, a knowingness. But mm -hmm. for someone who does want to connect to nature or gifts or call in those elements, how would you suggest that they could do so? Um, I think it really begins with just opening your heart up to the idea, you know, um, for for the crows, I just send out like, just like loving energy to them basically. And same thing with, with the hummingbirds. And I notice that when I, I connect with them on that way, I, I look at them as though I look at a pet, you know, with yeah. just like how you, you know, when you come across say a cat or a dog on the street and you kind of give them that loving energy, like, Oh, how cute are you? Right. I do the same thing with the crows. Yeah. And I think that because they're, an intelligent creature. They understand that. But I, I mean, I also have to say, I, I feel that way about trees too, where, you know, when mm -hmm. I see a tree and I give it appreciation, I'm like, oh, look at you, you grew so big in the city, you know, and nobody <laughs> marked you yet. You know, you don't have graffiti on you. Amazing. Um, you know, it's like, I, I feel like that kind of opens up the channel, right? The channel of communication. And it's just being aware of the fact that there are all these other things out there that hold space in our, in our neighborhood, in our world that are outside of ourselves that do want to connect with us or who maybe would, um, you know, appreciate that, you yeah. know, like a little bit more loving energy, you know, right. I mean, it's, we have had an explosion of rabbits. I mean, like it is nuts. I don't know what happened uh, in the last year, if it was with the pandemic, but literally we are now overrun with rabbits in our neighborhood. Interesting. And I wonder if it's because people have been looking at them and like, oh, because they're so damn cute, you know? And they get all this loving energy from all the neighbors and I'm sure some food too. And it just kind of keeps them going and coming back and, and, coming out to be seen because they're sensing that. I think that's what the crows too, like they know when they come to my, my balcony, they're going to be appreciated and rewarded and, and seen, you know, whereas the pigeons less so, you know? So yeah. um, it's like, that's, I think that's what attracts it's, you know, the, the animals is just that oh, openness. Wow. You know, so if you want, and if you want to attract crows, I mean, all you have to do really is just look at a crow, hold out food in your hand and send them that. I like really think it's like almost like telepathically say, I'm your friend, you know, mm. I, I, I like you, you know, click at him. So he'll do that. I'm like, then I'll go and we'll talk and he'll do it two times and I'll do it two times and he'll do it one time. I'll do it one time. And it's, and it's how he tells me it's also him. And that's how he gets the good food. Ah, so you really are a crow so, lady. Really I really am a, a crow, crow medicine. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little cuckoo for crows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but they're just so beautiful. It's like, it's, and I don't know. I mean, like, sure, they're not so cute when they're eating a dead rat, you know, but there's just something really magical about them. I they, think they have a knowing that we don't have. I absolutely agree. Grounders. Yeah, they, they're really the world's smartest bird. So there's, there's that. And um, mm -hmm. I think there's a, like a mystery and a majesty to them, almost like the black cat, but, but because mm -hmm. they have wings, they have this, this, like any, you know, native tradition, they see a bird with wings and they call it um, something that's closest to the sky. They have more understanding and knowing of like God's mm -hmm. source or the universe. And I kind of feel that way with crows where they have this mysterious knowing inside and mm -hmm. can see things that we can't see. And they travel between like they spend so much of their time also on the land foraging and working with the land whether it be caching their food or whatever um and they're so connected i think too with the, its inhabitants right but then they can fly and they can fly great distances and at such height it's like they have they kind of bring the two worlds together you know exactly but i'm not giving you anything else i'm sorry he's just he's we really sweet now he's he's wanting more he wants more they want more and that's the thing like it's like you give them an inch and they want a yard um <laughs> you give them a piece of bread and they want the whole baguette you know well earthlings now seems like a really great time to take a little break and introduce to you a company and brand that I wholeheartedly love and adore with every beat of my heart. My dear soul sister and mastermind colleague, Arana Leah has, of course, this beautiful deck called the Moon Deck, and it is a healing oracle deck of 44 cards, an in-depth guidebook filled with insights and rituals to enhance intuition and self-love. As often as we are activists out in the earth, it's important for us to focus on our inner emotional well-being. And that's what this card deck really supports us with. It has sold tens and thousands of decks around the globe and has become a favorite amongst card collectors and any newbies that have been working with Oracle decks. It can be used as an Oracle guide, a daily tool for reflection and meditation, or simply tarot inspired spreads. The Moon Deck is printed on FCS certified paper using plant-based ink and is currently expanding their ritual product line while sourcing mindfully. So I always love highlighting companies and brands that really have a soul and a spirit and a, a conscious awareness of the planet in mind. And if you're looking for a new deck to work with, the Moon Deck is your deck. Head on over to themoondeck.com and enter code Mother Earth to get 10% off. That's themoondeck.com and that's code Mother Earth to get 10% off. Do you ever have your crow like, a, like fly up on your, your shoulder and just- Oh my God, no. that would be so crazy. <laughs> I did have one that used to come up before we got Layla, our dog, who would come up to my door here when I was working. And if I didn't feed them right away, he would come up and he'd peck and he'd be like, come on, it's time. You need to like get on the ball lady. And he'll just come right on up. And this one is a little bit less um, brave, mm. but still persistent nonetheless. Can you tell the so. difference of them when they come up and mm -hmm. notice oh, yeah. which ones? Yeah. Some Don't of them have made? like fatter head, like bigger heads. Some of them have, um, 
just like a, a like a younger looking like a thinner body you know some of them are like this one you're kind of a big guy you're beautiful though do you have so do you have any names for them uh well we had like brave one big head i mean like not very creative you know <laughs> clucky um, crowy it's like not my it's like my kiddo and i were like oh that one's the brave one that's your new name brave one you know yeah but no like no maybe I, maybe that might be fun to give them actual names i but feel like once you give I, them a name too you get a little attached so might be might be a reason and, why you know yeah and it's hard you can't really get attached i mean like we rent this condo so we'll be moving hopefully soon and then i'm gonna have to say goodbye oh, you know yeah. too yeah to chirpy and whoever you know there but the one i will miss is this one this one is awesome so, so we also have hummingbirds too which is kind of cool so we have hummingbirds and crows that that hang out here and the hummingbirds will get right up to you i mean they'll just come like right up to your face which is kind of neat yeah um, hummingbird medicine has been really 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 strong for me lately um mm -hmm. i don't know you know how things come in waves in a way and the hummingbird was just so strong the last I haven't really seen one watch I'm going to see one now tomorrow or today or something but they came really strong the last couple of months when I was reading this book and it was kind of a lot about the hummingbird and the sovereignty and the freedom mm -hmm. and the sort of medicine from that so um, I, I love the way that nature speaks to us in those ways oh yeah oh yeah and it's just it's there for everyone to appreciate and to take in and learn from I think there are just a lot of people who like put their head down they're so focused with work or you know just stress right and they miss out on all the beauty i mean i have a friend who um she was working downtown she's an attorney and because of the pandemic she's been home and she was like she's like i just hear birds now she's like i just i mean like and yeah. Do we always have these like big flowers in the neighborhood because now she's out and she's walking and she's she's actually experiencing you know, all the nature around us. And it's like, yeah, they were all here like the last four years, you know, yep, like nothing's changed. just gotta open our eyes and, yeah. and take us some time to slow down and be present. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just so many, I think opportunities for us to feel outside of ourselves than, you know, than maybe before, like when we were before the pandemic, you know, we were all like, you know, there's a lot of more, going to work, getting to the, getting to work, getting in your car. Um, and now I think it's just opened up the pandemic in, in many ways has kind of opened up the world to yeah, people. Absolutely. That conversation yeah. continues to show up like every time um, I speak mm -hmm. to someone about this and like nature and how it's all connected to what we're feeling. So mm -hmm. I can definitely relate to that. So when you, when you're working with the crows, what do you feel from them? Like what is their medicine that you personally take away it's interesting with um say like with them working with the crow tarot deck i feel like that that connection with the crows they're very honest and when i don't want to confront a situation or if i know an answer and i just don't want to acknowledge it you know because it's it's a pain point or it's something where um, if I have to address it, it's going to cause discomfort, you know, and nobody likes to be, you know, uncomfortable. That's when the crows are very honest. And I, I, I feel like they, that sort of follows me when I'm outside and if I'm walking and I'm thinking about something, and I tell you, this happens more often than not. If I'm thinking about a problem, like, oh, I've got to 
deal with this situation or I'm, I've got to handle a shipper, you know, issue or just something where I'm like, it's going to cause me to do work that I might find less enjoyable. That is when sure enough, there's a freaking crow on a wire cockawing at me. And it's like, Oh my God, how did you get in my head? You know, it's like, how did you know this is what I'm thinking about? Or, or if I'm stressing out about taking that next leap forward, you know, like, because it's really easy for us to get into a groove and be like, Oh, I'm doing well. I like this. This is where I'm at. Um, but our progress doesn't stay, you know, we don't stay stagnant. Right. Otherwise then we, we wither. And so usually if I'm out walking my dog and I'm thinking about, Oh, how am I going to get to that next level? What's going on? I'm afraid of taking it further because it will require me to put myself out there and, you know, vulnerability sucks. And, um, that is like, I, that's usually when a crow comes around and that's how I kind of know when I'm on the right path because I pay attention to their signals too, you know, and I pay attention to the, the, the world around me and I find signs like there's divination to be found everywhere. You can find little meanings and whatever. Like I've found when I need to feel comforted, I will find like a feather, a white feather. I was just going to ask you about feathers. weird, (laughs) weird random spot. Like when I'm really feeling like low or I'm just like, Mm. Oh my God, I just like, I don't know if I can do this anymore kind of thing. That is when sure enough, a sign will, will pop up. Yeah. Being able to recognize it is I think the key. Um, one of the best things that ever happened to me is that, and that again speaks to that opening your heart up to it. I couldn't agree with you more. I was going to ask you about feathers because um, I always, I always say when I find a feather, it's a sign. I collect feathers and I want I was like, how many, mm-hmm. I wonder how many feathers she has. She's probably got a quite enough feather collection. Do you keep you know, them? I really don't. No, no, really. I don't. I, don't I take pictures of them and then I leave them. Yeah. I should probably I don't pick do them up more. I do end up picking up a fair amount and then I leave some. It's just like one of those things that it just feels like, mm-hmm. you know, if this one feels like I'm going to take it home and add to my collection. It's meant for you. Right. Right. But sometimes yeah. they're not. And, um, but I always say when you find a feather, this was kind of a native, I guess, belief is when you find a feather in the middle of your path, you're on the right path or there's like, you're just on the right path. If you find it on the right, good Mm -hmm. news is coming and on the left to be cautious and to be aware. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really how they would track and utilize nature when they were hunting out in the, out in the jungle or in the forest or something, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and utilized these signs to tell them which way to go. You know, if they're hunting a lion, there's a feather in front of them, they would just keep going forward. Or maybe if that was on the right, Mm -hmm. like, okay, it's right in front of you or something of that nature. And I, I really believe that every time that happens, like it's so on, so on point. And sometimes mm-hmm. when I do get those left path feathers that come on my left path and I think, okay, there's something to be like cautious of, to be mm-hmm. pay a little more attention. Like every single time something will come up that requires, and it could be something small, but it's generally it is, but it's something that needed like mm-hmm. a little bit more, detail, a little bit more awareness, a little bit more, you know, energy or just my, my full attention so that I don't get wrapped up in something that I shouldn't. Right. So the medicine part of being able to see these signs is, I love that you said like the greatest thing that ever happened to you because it is 
the beautiful thing, mm-hmm. like when you can t- tune your awareness and open up your heart and say, this is a sign like this. And you know it within every cell of your body. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like well, that. Then it's, I mean, it is that in itself is magic, right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. when you're able to pick up the vibrations that are around you and then use those vibrations to help you in some capacity, whether to heal, you know, you know, whether it be an illness or just heal emotionally or to help you gain something that you've been working hard towards. It's really, it's that to me is like, I mean, that to me is magic. That is exactly yeah, what, exactly. um, what, which is, to, you know, <laughs> it's getting, it's like, that's, it's, it's not about necessarily sitting over a, a cauldron, you know, and like, you know, I mean, although yeah. I do, I do candle magic too. And yeah. that just sort of, um, just amplifies the energy that I already have when I'm out in nature, you know, but it, it's like, I feel like we're, we're talking earlier about like all the stereotypes that you see in movies, you know, it's like really, if they showed what, which is do, I think they would be really bored, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, it's a lady walking through a field, you know, right. like touching Rosemary. <laughs> you know? No, that is so, so valid. I think because one of my girlfriends a, a while back, she kind of got me into the craft and that's really what opened this up, this mm-hmm. world up to me. And we kind of often say like, how do people put, how to cast this spell in a book? Because to me, it's like mm-hmm. such an intuitive act when something comes forth when I'm maybe casting a spell with my words or with my intention or with my with my meditation or or just maybe cook something that kind of has a little mm-hmm. extra power to it it's so hard to put it into words of why it's happening or the magic behind it because it's almost unknown and that's the part of the magic right and right. so I, I, we would sit there and be like, I don't know, how do they make these books with like, this is the spell on how to like grow love in your life. Or, you know, while mm-hmm. those things can absolutely amplify, like using different divination tools, I do mm-hmm. think that the greatest tool that we can have as witches is our intuition. Yep. Oh, hands down, hands down. And then in feeling but how do that you put that on a movie? other how do you put that on a show? You know, you can't. it would be, it literally would be probably the most boring movie. And what's funny, it'd probably be the most powerful movie, but yet nobody would watch it because it'd be exactly. like, it's literally, like I said, a person just walking through a field, you know, or Smelling just rosemary. looking out and staring at the, at the clouds. You yeah. know? <laughs> Woman feels called to go to the park today. Doesn't know why. Yeah. Like, Woman walks barefoot on beach, you know, <laughs> picks up Man shell. feels called to burn some candles and say a prayer, you know, like. Yeah, so exactly. Many, yeah. I mean, I thought it's like whenever I see, um, oh my God, in those, in movies where they're like, witches were here. Look, there's a pentagram. They're doing right. evil work. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh my God. You know, and my daughter, she's like, that's not true. It's not evil. You know, it's yeah. like, this my beautiful little 11 year old. And it's like, she understands, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. the calling of the elements. And so, yeah, I think there's a lot of just misconceptions and and maybe it's not a bad thing to let some people who are narrow-minded have their, their way of thinking. Right. And leave a little mystery to the craft. I think that there's a lot of the craft that should be remain sacred, you know, if we absolutely showcased it all to the world in Hollywood, you know, I think I do think, however, there's certain things that start to shift and, and people see are, are seeing because it, 
really took what a, a mainstream, very trendy um, archetype mm. in the last couple of years. And that pop icon, which sort of kind of came out. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have my own thoughts about that, but I don't necessarily think it's a, a negative thing. Cause I think that it opens a door. It's an, it's a doorway for somebody to perhaps go deeper mm-hmm. into themselves and into the craft and to really understand the magic behind it. Oh yeah. And I think it's, it's great for younger people who don't really feel like they fit. Um, Absolutely. In necessarily, and they but and they feel deeply intuitive, or they're deeply they're deeply um, empathetic, and it, I think it helps them find their place. Like I know, like when I was growing up, um, I didn't I didn't feel like I ever fit in with any group except for a very small group of people who are very like minded in that in witchiness stuff, um, and I think knowing that there are other people out there who are doing this is great, you know, and taking it out of the mainstream or or that it's not necessarily mainstream is, is not such a bad thing either. You know, it's like, it's like, it's kind of like, it's like, this is your thing, you know, like where you can feel special within it, you know, if that makes sense. And, but, and we're, we're, we're in a phase in the world, I think, where there, there's so much more of people wanting to find themselves and find find something that isn't quote unquote normal. Cause we're all realizing what the heck is normal, you know, and how do we find our, our own sense of identity? Yeah, no. So I love that the craft has really come to the surface in a way that it's, it's gotten some light. I don't always love the way that it's, it's gotten a little um, like appropriated in certain ways, but mm-hmm. again, you know, there's, there's a path for everyone. And I think the younger generation are hungry for something different. Mm. Definitely. Oh, definitely. And anything I feel like that teaches kids to appreciate nature and our planet and to be kind to it and to be open hearted. Oh my God. Who, like, how is that a bad thing? You know, it's like anything that is, is good for the planet. You know, I think that's why we have so many younger people who are so passionate about global Mm -hmm. warming, Mm -hmm. about taking care of, you know, um, the parks and just making sure that, you know, um, the, like with the national like a uh, arctic or uh, arctic uh refuge that it's being uh preserved i mean i think that there's a huge amount of youth energy there behind a lot of these great causes and it's yeah. because there is that openness yeah. and connection yeah absolutely know? i couldn't agree more how do you yeah. i mean i love yeah how do you how, how do you raise your daughter with within the craft do you kind of let her find herself are you a big influence you feel like on her and what her choices are or do you feel like she's kind of on her own on her own path no I think I I you know I don't try to push anything on her I mean I do tell her um you know that it's okay to try things out and that um to believe in the power that she has within, you know, I mean, I tell her that she's a goddess, you know, and that she has a great deal of strength that she may not be aware of. And she might have to wait some time before she can fully feel it. Mm. Um, But I, I also tell her though, that um, for her to like, if it doesn't, if, if what I'm telling her doesn't sit with her, that's okay. You know, I'm like, it's not, this is not for everybody, but just to be open-minded. Um, you know, we, she's never been to church or anything like that, you know, or I never, I mean, it's like, 
I don't know, like, so she doesn't have anything else to compare it to, right, I guess is right. what I'm trying to say. So yeah. it's like, for her, it's just like, okay, mom's burning a candle. I know I'm not supposed to touch it or blow it out, you know, <laughs> like things like that. Um, <laughs> But every um, every yeah. person knows if you live with a witch, you are not supposed to blow out that candle, right? Like, oh my god, I literally can I just tell you real fast? I left a candle that was burning for a very important reason, and I left it, and I the kids were here, and I'm like, I'm running to the store, and when I came back, that damn candle was blown out, and I like I interrogated each one of those kids. I was like, <laughs> which one of you <laughs> feel my wrath? Yeah. I, I think no, every but, in every um, relationship a partner has done that and and you know yeah. they get they get why they will never do it again after that. Yes. <laughs> like you broke the spell. <laughs> but then I was like, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It will yeah. be fine. I'll just do another one. Right. Um just whatever. So the um <laughs> but as far as like teaching her, I think it's not necessarily teaching her that she like witchcraft or the craft. I think I'm just teaching her that we're fortunate enough to be yeah. surrounded by a great deal of beauty and a great deal of resources and there it's all available to us, you know, and if she wants to label it when she becomes a teenager, which is coming up here very soon, she can label it however she wants. But for me, it's really just teaching her to be at peace with our planet, mm. you know, and to love our planet yeah. or it won't love us back. Well, we, we get to really soak up your mama, your mama earth medicine with that, because I think that if we could all teach our children and anyone listening here that has kids, you know, that if that could be your message, that is the mm, message, oh yeah. you know, and they mm -hmm. need to hear that too, because it's that nurturing mothering energy. And that is, that to me is the definition of what the craft really is, is, is having that connection to nature, having that connection to the earth and knowing that. The earth is our mother. We're her children. Mm -hmm. We're stewards of her. We are, we are her like catalysts of the magic. You know, we're so a part of mm -hmm. her. And so I think that if, in a nutshell, like we could educate more people on that too, because not everybody realizes that, you know, it's not, it's not just crystals and candles. Um, those are, those right. are divination tools that help empower some of and infuse our intentions. But beyond that, it's, it's, it's a deeper relationship to nature. It is. I, I say like one of my proudest moments was when we were walking home from school and my daughter, I think was, she had to have been about six or seven. Um, and she went up to this tree that she really liked and she asked it if it was okay. If she swung on one of the branches, she's like, is it okay if I swing on your branch? And I was like, I was like, Oh, like, you did that. oh my God. I'm like, you talked to the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and you asked it permission. Like yes. you gave it, yes. you gave it yes. this autonomy, you know? And I was yes. like, Oh, I was like, Oh my God. Good I job, love Mama that. Bear. And so like, like, I'm doing the right thing, back. you know? Yeah, absolutely. I know it's like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, like, my work here is done. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you can you can now go on this on your path yeah. so but i think that it's really important to teach kids like you know to you know to not pick flowers you know because I, like what i'll always tell them like if you pick a flower it ceases being that thing that you loved it to be you know that you that you, that you appreciate it it will die you know after time and so teaching kids to just appreciate like appreciate nature with their eyes you feel things like you know but don't pluck it don't end its life right. um and just you know appreciate the wind you know appreciate the the feel of the sun it's like 
all of that stuff, it's all there for you. I mean, it's, it's like the so world true. is abundant, right? I mean, it's like it just there's just so much out there. Yeah. You know, that we can we can gain energy from like, you know, that feeling that you get when you walk across wet grass, right? Oh yeah. With your feet. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like the smell. It's like that you can use that energy right there to create a spell. Like that right there is like something that's powerful within. And you're like, oh, what do I want? I'm gonna use this, you know, to help me, you know, find peace of mind or to connect with somebody who I, you know, I wish to see again or whatever. Oh, that was so lovely. Sorry. That, was, that was a great little tour on the on the grass. I right. appreciate that. It's been a while since I've been on like fresh cut grass because I've been right? sailing, you know, so I've been a little bit more on the water. Oh, dip your feet in the warm in the warm water. Oh my God. I would love that. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, I miss I miss warm water. <laughs> it's cold out here. Yes, I know. The Pacific side, we you know being in LA, it was, it's always cold. And now being here, it's like, it's warm, but then you get, you get jellyfish and you get stingrays. And so there's like the, the sort of, yeah, you know, the warm water brings a whole host of new enemies. And so, um, it's an interesting yeah. trade-off, but I'm breathing into it. I'm like, okay, do the shuffle. When I go into the ocean now, like make sure I shuffle my feet. Do you do you the know? shuffle? Oh, because of stingrays? Yeah. Is that why? Yeah. So, <laughs> Nature and her ways that she's everywhere, right? She is everywhere. Yeah. Well, this has been well, so fun. Learn. Like, I really have enjoyed this conversation. We've kind of, you know, taken Thank it you. all in this magical way of kind of just reconnecting with um, the medicine of the crows and your work as an artist and um, the craft in general. So. Thank you so much. And we're, we're kind of coming at the top of our hour here. So I have a couple more questions for you before we say our final farewells. Okay, thank so you so you... much. I'm so sorry about the wind, the leaf blower. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. Um, we, I want you to get like as creative, imaginative, or just mm -hmm. just tap into your soul to answer this question. If you were to tap into the vision of a new earth, something that is mm -hmm. kind of starting over, maybe or just adding to, like, what would that look like for you? Oh my goodness. It's so funny because my daughter is actually working on a project about this. Oh, she's creating a new earth in her mind. Wow. Um, because we've, because we've mucked up this earth as she would like to say. Wow. Um, a yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm calling on her energy right now. My 11 year old <laughs> who's already planning on having a new earth oh my God, um, so where we've learned from our mistakes. And so, um, my new earth. <laughs> wow. It's so hard because it's like, I love, I love the earth that we have right now. I think it just needs to be cleaned up. It's just like an old house that you love. It just needs a little bit of TLC. Mm. And I think using the technology, I think it's really important that we, we use our brains to create better technology, to clean it up, to do, to clean up the, the pollution, everything that we've put out into this world that is damaging, I think that we have that ability to to figure out a better way of of doing of cleaning it up. This is such a hard question. Oh my god! I mean, because what I would love to say is like just a, a world that's just gardens and um, <laughs> you know beautiful creatures roaming around, but that's not realistic yeah. because we all have wants, right? And we all love the idea of 
you know, buying things and going and traveling and you can't do all that stuff without. Well, I kind of love your answer because in a way your answer is actually the simplest I've heard, which is just let's clean her up. And, you know, that's, I think if we just started there, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of cleaning and everybody listening knows why, but we have a big role to play by just cleaning her up. I mean, that's, that's a simple Mm -hmm. task that we actually can all do. I think it comes down to really figuring out how, how to use technology because like right now we have an Island floating in the Pacific of plastic, literally an Island. Like, I think it's like the size of Texas right now. It's getting bigger. Um, So yeah. And so, but it's not just about cleaning it up. We have to stop creating these freaking islands. Um, but then how does one clean it up? And that's where, I mean, like, this is such a rabbit hole of thought because it's one thing to want a better planet, right? It's one thing to say, oh, you know what? I'm all for having a, a clean environment, but then it's another thing to say, well, you know what? I'm going to make some sacrifices and I'm not going to, you know, use plastic bottles or I'm not going to, um, you know, get things that are coming in styrofoam, you know? Yep. And I, it's like, we all have that that responsibility. I mean, uh, my decks are not wrapped in plastic. So when you order a deck from me, it's not wrapped in plastic. And I have to explain to people, like, it's because we have an island already. Um, I'm doing my my part as small as it is not to contribute any plastic, you know? Um, And and it's like, but we all want things that look shiny and and wrapped in plastic, right? Because you're like, oh, it's new. So when you go to the store, but it's like, I don't, but it's like one small thing. So I think, yeah. We have to figure out the technology to make it cleaner. Yeah. And to we recently we've heard that that was a big part of our, our sailing voyage not for another story. Um, but there's actually a couple new innovations with creating boats that can actually go through these um, plastic islands and actually take uh-huh. all of the all the plastic. The only other concern is that and this is, again, for another conversation, but that a lot of the plastic sinks to the bottom of the ocean as well. Yep. So there's like there's both. Right. And and they're trying to figure out now, how do we how do we get the plastic from the bottom of the oceans that turns into the microplastics? Um, but you're right. Technology. Yeah. The, I mean, it's a whole entire loop and it's one of my favorite topics to discuss. But again, that yeah. is a whole nother rabbit hole that we're not going to get into I know, into it's today. like, yeah, I mean, that's, like an, <laughs> we could, that's, that's one that you could go on for like literally, literally hours. hours. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But um, we're going to close off this podcast with more yeah. of you and how we can work with your decks and find you because I, I'm feeling so called to, to your crow deck because I was telling you, you know, I have a raven tattoo on my mm-hmm. leg and how it sort of came to me. And later in life, I realized why and why the medicine was with me. So um, where can everyone find you and and purchase some of your amazing decks? You can find me on my website, which is mjcullinane.com, or the shop page for that site is uh, crowtaroshop.com. You can also find me at crowtaro.com too, but crowtaro shop is where you can find all my decks. And then mjcullinane.com is really like my personal, like my website that has more of the artwork. Well, amazing. So. This has been so nourishing for me and I hope that everybody listening has also felt that just sort of you know energy of of being able to just be you and be in your in your love and in your um in nature and and all of that so thank thank you you very much. much
Yeah. Oh, no, thank you. And thank you for sharing with me about your trip. I mean, like via boat. I mean, that's so freaking awesome. I'm jealous. (laughs) I'm so jealous because it's like in another life, I'll have that adventure, you know, (laughs) but I didn't think it was going to happen in this one for me, but here we are. Oh, well, that just seems like a dream actually. So anyway, well, thank you so much. And, um, I'm going to check out that story about the boats that cut through garbage. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, I was recently shared it on Instagram or Facebook or one of those. So I'll have to find you and I'll, I'll share it with you as well. Yeah, please. Um, I'm always interested in finding out what new new things are happening. So, yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to go check out the show notes. We've got all the links to this lovely crow lady's work. I can't help it. You're just the crow lady in all the best ways in all the best ways. And okay. um, (laughs) It's so good. Um, But if you're in Seattle and and see somebody talking to crows, it's me. Yeah. And go say hi, like let her, let her show you how to talk to the crows. I will totally be there right there with you. So um, this has been lovely. Thank you. Earthlings for tuning in. We will see you all next week. Bye for now. Today's podcast is brought to you by Clarity, the complete non-toxic, zero-waste, all-natural home cleaning solution, co-founded and created by yours truly. Clarity naturally cleans your home without using harmful chemicals, protects the environment with zero-waste packaging, is convenient and cost-saving by delivering concentrates directly to your door, and best of all, it makes cleaning fun. It's simple and affordable to bring Clarity to your home. Grab one of our zero-waste home cleaning kits to get you started, or the ready-to-go all-purpose bottle, and you have everything you need to remove toxic chemicals and plastics from your cleaning ritual. Sign up for a subscription to receive our concentrate refills, and you have everything you need without a trip to the grocery store. Simply visit Clarity, that's spelled C-L-A-R-Y-T-I dot com and use the promo code ECOTRIBE for your exclusive 10% off discount. Thank you so much for being part of this New Earth community and making our world a greener place.
Pandeule 